Welcome to the Leadership in Yoga podcast hosted by me, Shauna Kruger. And on this podcast, I'll be bringing you interviews with exceptional leaders in the yoga world alongside trainings and tips so you can experience true breakthroughs and help others do the same. Good morning, buenos dias, bom dia, guten morgen. I'm not actually sure about that last one, but anyways... Good morning or good afternoon or good day to you wherever you are in the world. Uh, Greetings. (laughs) I'm getting a little excited here. I need to take it down a notch. It's only episode four of Leadership and Yoga, so I can't go scaring you off quite yet. All right, so today we're going to talk about building your miracle morning and, really important and, we're also going to set you up with some tools so that you can actually implement it. Another thing I'll be going over quickly at the end of the podcast is my go-to tip regarding snoozing, not how to snooze more, but rather how to snooze less. So if you are someone who finds yourself a bit addicted to the snooze, you're kind of snoozing the day away, be sure to stay tuned for that tip. So I'm doing this podcast primarily because I get asked a lot about what I do in my mornings and Do I have a routine? How to stick to the routine? What does the routine consist of? What should it consist of? And it's really one of the most common questions that I'm asked regarding the yoga lifestyle. And it really all comes down to integrating self-leadership techniques. It's not necessarily about what's wrong to do in the morning and what's right to do. It's about what you want to do and then how to actually make it happen. So I'm going to give you all the goods today, all the goods. And um, by way of background, for the past two months or so, I've been walking a group of about 25 folks through designing and implementing their ideal morning. And it's been a totally in-depth process, and that has been as part of my 6 a.m. club. So today's episode is actually going to serve as an overall... um, overview of that work and then it's also going to incorporate feedback and real experiences breakthroughs and obstacles that these folks have encountered the last two months so shout out to you 6am club i'm proud of you for the simple act of joining the group and being curious about your morning rituals because that right there is where the magic begins All right, so if you have something that you can take notes on, pen, paper, anything, go ahead, take that on out because note takers are change makers. That's right, I'm gonna say that one again. I love it. Note maker, oh, messed it up. Note takers are change makers. They're also money makers, maybe even troublemakers, but in a good way. So essentially what I'm saying is that you're going to get so much more out of this if you actively listen rather than passively. And, you know, if you've been around the Leadership and Yoga podcast a minute here, you know that I run these podcasts a bit more like live trainings. I'm definitely not just here to lecture you because boring. Um, I'm actually here to help you hear the stories that you are telling yourself more clearly and perhaps do a little chop-chop editing of them. So be ready to pause me if you need time to think, because you're going to need time to think on all the different stuff I'm going to ask you to reflect on. Yeah, so essentially what we're going to do today is plant some really important seeds, really, really important seeds. And you might be asking, well, why is it so important? And what I always like to remind people of and want to remind you as well 
is that our mornings set the tone for our day and our days form together to create our existence. So let that sink in a bit and and let's get it. So first thing first, as per usual, we'll start off with a little grounding exercise. I know that some of you may be walking or in the car, but as much as you are able to, find a bit of stillness here for a moment. Just take a moment to notice the connection of your feet to whatever surface they're on and your hands as well. If you're able to close your eyes safely, go ahead and do so now for just a moment. We'll practice a few rounds of our Ujjayi breath, which is a breath that's going to flow through your nose. So beginning to breathe through your nose if you're able to do so. And then create a slight constriction in the back of your throat to create a wave or an ocean-like sound. It'll sound something like this. So go ahead, breathe in through your nose. And exhale through your nose. Slower this time. Inhale, nose. Exhale, slowly releasing. Slowing it down even more. Inhale. And as slow as you can, exhale through your nose. One more here with this slow pace. Inhale. And exhale. Go ahead and allow your breath to return to its natural pattern. And just take one more breath here with your eyes closed. With your next inhale, go ahead, open back up your eyes. And hopefully after that, you're feeling a little bit less scattered. You know, when our brain is scattered, the breath is also scattered and they feed off of each other. So we can come back to this quick exercise of using our breath to realign ourselves in more of a steady and focused pace whenever we need to. All right, so something about the idea of transforming or changing your morning is of interest to you. I almost guarantee you it's not just about checking off a box or a to-do list. There's got to be something more there. So the first thing we're going to do is do a bit of digging and understand what is the why, the secret hidden why behind this. You know, why are you here? Why are you listening to these words? It's not by chance unless someone's forcing you to listen to this episode, which I certainly hope is not the case. But think about this for a moment. Is there a way that you're looking to feel? You know, is there a particular vision that you've always had kind of in the back of your mind for what you would like your mornings to be like? And in order to develop any kind of morning ritual, we're going to first have to define it. So imagine for a moment what your ideal morning would look like. 
and you can go ahead and use this morning as an example. So just take a moment and set aside all of the reasons why you wouldn't have been able to have a miracle morning this morning. So set aside reasons like tired, no time, uh, taking care of others, distractions, any of that different stuff, because we're going to work through all those details soon. But first, just give yourself the permission to ask, what if, okay? What if you could start your day however you wanted to? Is it reading that book that you've been meaning to? Is it journaling with a matcha latte? Is it high-fiving yourself in the mirror after completing a completely kick-ass workout? Uh, is it a transformative meditation session that, that helps you um, set everything else in your day into a place of alignment? There are really no wrong answers here. The only wrong answer is you not deciding for yourself. That's literally the only wrong answer. So I'm going to ask you to just honestly evaluate what it is that you really want. This is so simple, but I don't want you to miss it because you need to question the things that you take for a f for fact, essentially. You need to go deeper and, and understand what it is that's really calling to you, not the things that you feel like you should do. So pause me now if you need a moment to think. But if you already have a whole bunch of ideas in your mind, um, we're going to just talk now about what happens then if we're on the opposite spectrum of this and we get too many ideas and we have too many choices. So there's kind of this like golden rule and it's a rule in general of the human brain and that is that the confused mind always says no. There you know, you might have heard this concept before in sales or um, economics, but for real, it's important when you're talking about yourself and thinking about how you work and how you can best lead yourself. And especially in the morning when you have morning brain, you do not need to do a thousand different things. You really only need to do one. You know, I am so guilty of this. I often catch myself collecting so many different self-development tools and ideas and things that I think are going to be really awesome and transformative. And what I end up with is a literal junkyard, like a literal self-help junkyard. And I can barely even bring myself to look at all the different ideas and start on any of them because where am I even going to start in that giant heap and that giant mess? And what we find is that the confused mind opts towards saying no or towards staying in bed in this case or towards ignoring any of the plans that you had made because choices use energy. Choices are not inherently bad, of course, but let me, let me explain here why and how they impair our progress. So if you set an alarm earlier than usual with the idea of having a nice morning and, and seeing what ideas from the list that you've created you feel like doing, because in the morning, you know, you may, you may feel like I want to do movement or maybe it's going to be one of those mornings where I would just rather sit with a cup of tea. And so you don't want to plan it out too much, right? You want it to be natural, which makes sense. It's a really good intention. But you're either going to overwhelm yourself so much that you're, you're going to end up snoozing your way through the morning, or you're going to wake up and shut off that early alarm because you don't really have any real commitment to do any of that stuff at the crack of dawn. So why would you do it? You know, your mind is probably going to talk to you something like this. Uh, whose crazy idea 
is this anyways? Why can't we just do that stuff after work and, and call it good? And then your mind will probably agree with itself and say, yeah, that's right. That's a brilliant idea. Thank you. That is so perfect because now I can sleep more. And, and just like that, the literal con artist that is your mind has redirected you away from this beautiful miracle morning that you were so excited about the day before. And so what the fix is for that is simply making the choice ahead of time. What you got to do is take all of the energy sucking choices regarding the details out of the equation. This and this alone is going to take away so much of your morning brain's negotiating power. You will be absolutely shocked. So from the ideas that you just came up with, you know, maybe you wrote them down or they just had them in your brain for what you'd like to do with your morning, choose one, you know, one specific item that can form part of your morning ritual that is calling to you the most right now. And don't worry, don't get too hung up on this. We're going to revisit the other ideas later, but just circle that idea or select it in your mind and describe the specifics of it as if you know you were going to do it tomorrow quite literally so for example if i was going to choose yoga i'm going to be deciding where i'm going to practice for how long what style with what music or video and even what clothes and headphones i'm going to use because you know that I, if I wake up with the best intention and all my clothes are dirty or I can't find my headphones or they're dead, um, I'm not going to be able to do it. So leave no source of confusion for the con artist to use as negotiating power because each and every one of those details will become a reason for that which you should stay in bed. Trust me, and you probably have seen this before, you know? <laughs> and the reason why we're choosing one for right now is... Um, have you ever heard of like shiny object syndrome? Probably again in like the commercial material world, but this also exists so heavily in the wellness industry and within yoga because we are always looking for this quote unquote next best thing. You know, the thing our teacher tells us to do one of the 20 things that we see an influencer rave about, the thing that your coworker tells you that you just have to do, and the list goes on and on, and we're constantly just looking for validation for other people and from the internet and from studies and to make sure that what we're doing works and to make sure that there's not something out there that's going to work better than what we're doing. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? But you know, I'm here to burst that bubble and tell you that you are the only one that can determine if it works or not. That's right. It's really not even about the activity. It's about the timing and the intention of the ritual. So whether you believe it will change your life or not, either way, you are right. And I will always tell my clients this exact same thing about meditation. You know, a morning meditation is not a magic pill. It is completely and entirely dependent on what you put into it. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So with that in mind, with fresh eyes, I want you to revisit both, you know, your description of your ideal morning and the specific activity that you've selected here for the time being. And notice the pieces of it that you might cross off or any other changes that you would probably make after 
having thought about this idea of shiny object syndrome and in understanding that overcomplication, especially when you're trying to kick something off, is actually going to be detrimental to you building that habit. And so the more specific that you can get, the better for this exercise. As you're taking a moment to to really ponder and maybe even write if you're able to do so, think about what the what is the routine that will support you the most right now? Are you, let's say, intuitively leaning towards one type of routine, but feeling like you must or you're obligated to do something else? If so, why? And I strongly advise you to map out your routine. And I mean all the way mapped out. You can include more than one type of activity, but I would recommend, especially if you're just getting started, a maximum of two to three activities per hour period. So if it would be a really big push to get up a whole hour earlier, that's fine. Maybe it's 30 minutes and it's just one activity and something short that you would like to do. It's so much better to focus deeply on a few things than to try to squeeze in everything you would ideally like to do. Know that that will come with time and you will be able to add to it. The important thing is not overwhelming yourself so much that you don't even get off the ground, right? So in this mapping out, I would really um, advise you to think about which days of the week are you going to be doing this? Because it doesn't have to be 6 a.m. club Monday through Friday. You know, it could be 5 a.m. Wednesdays and it's like a special event or it might be Tuesday, Thursdays. And so you can think about what time you want to avoid conflict with other obligations. Um, It's like essentially imagine that you're creating like a ritual toolkit so that every time you set your early alarm, you know exactly what you're doing and where you're going. It's easier. It's like you're like defaulting into what you have set out for yourself. So just to clarify, you're not going to be stuck with this specific plan forever. It's just until you get momentum. You do not need to do the same thing every single day of the week, but you can. Maybe you want to do uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Monday and Wednesday, you have some workout element, and Friday is more of a read a book with a tea type of a day. That's totally fine as well. And it's your creation, so make it something that is exciting to you. Don't worry if it doesn't reach your wildest dreams tomorrow. (laughs) You got to start somewhere. And so a lot of people have asked me along the way and a couple folks within the 6 a.m. club is this question of, okay, well, how long is this going to take until I feel like I have a new routine that's really set? And a lot of people give up on something to try something else that's better before they give what they're working on adequate time to really work. Okay, so let's not do that. Let's not make that that mistake. Adequate time is going to really depend on person to person. But here's a little two part rule of thumb for you. Number one, it should be an amount of time that makes you feel uncomfortable to commit to. Yes, it should sound almost scary 
to think of sticking with it that long because like uh what if you don't like it what if it turns out it's not your thing okay and number two it should be more than a couple of weeks so even if getting up at 6 a.m or maybe 7 a.m is your target sounds terrifying for you to try to do for a week (laughs) it's got to be more than that it's got to be more than one week it should be a couple of weeks ideally probably about a month commitment and for that reason be realistic with yourself and and say okay well maybe i'm gonna get up early two times a week you know what does that look like with you and your uh, lifestyle in mind So establish a length of time that you're going to commit to your routine right now. Right now, make the commitment. If this is something that you have been trying to do, if not now, then when, okay? Because you've got the routine mapped out here. You have ideas in your brain and you're going to be able to amend this routine. That's all part of the process, but no more shiny object syndrome. No more opting to throw the whole thing out and start with something better. You know, if you have something to write on right now, can you just write down, I commit to my routine through blank dates and I'm starting on this day. Okay. So once you have that kind of baseline promise made to yourself, let's get into the obstacles because there are obstacles to waking up early there are both real and imagined obstacles there are non-negotiable excuses and there are negotiable ones we're going to be working with the moments that you will be tempted to negotiate but truly you should not allow the obstacle to disrupt your routine it is really just a constant intuitive process of listening to your body but also knowing the common excuses of the con artist mind as they come up so for example let's say your alarm goes off and then your mind automatically says okay i know that i said that i would get up an hour earlier but last night i was actually out late with friends and therefore it's actually logical to sleep in And then again, you'll see your mind say, oh, you know what? You are so right. This is a special occasion. So I am actually free from that commitment. That is, that's so wonderful. I'm free. I'm free to sleep. And so the fix to this problem is deciding beforehand when you're thinking clearly and you have the willpower stronger than you have when you're in your morning brain state, what is a viable excuse and what is not? I found myself falling for this special occasion or special circumstance excuse so much, you know, and if it is actually a special occasion, then okay, that's fine. But that has to be thought about ahead of time because the morning brain is going to turn the smallest little inconveniences into absolute emergencies. It happens, it happens every time. So consider now for a moment, um, under what circumstances are you going to deviate from your plan by doing actions later or just skipping them you don't need to write about this and and focus on them but just be aware that they do exist because that is life there will be emergencies there will be circumstances where you will actually allow yourself to deviate from your plan but now ask yourself 
when will you be tempted to deviate from the plan, but those times don't qualify? Examples of this could be something like uh, too tired, out late last night, bored, don't feel like it, other obligations, etc., etc. Write at least five examples or think about at least five examples that apply to you in the following format. So you're going to say, even if I am or have to blank, I will stick with my morning ritual. Go ahead, take this time now and make a few of those promises to yourself. And after you have that done, I know we talked about the energy sucking choices regarding like the details of your plan, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into what is often called barriers to entry. And so think about the part of your ideal morning routine that feels the most difficult to you. This could be like literally getting out of bed. It could be actually getting onto your yoga mat or actually getting to the gym. And just choose one area for now. Focus on that one. Make a selection. And we're going to work on identifying the barriers to entry or the reasons that you get stuck or might get stuck in that area. So essentially barriers to entry are anything that directly or indirectly prevent you from just having things fall into place. Like little, I don't know, inconvenient fences that are <laughs> that are in the middle of your path as you're trying to go this new direction and they they really just mess up your momentum. And a lot of times we are aware of the big ones, but there are a lot of little sneaky ones. And for that reason, this might not be super easy to think about, and it actually shouldn't be. You really have to push yourself to find these kind of hidden reasons or excuses that come up. Take radical responsibility for your goal for a moment, which means absolutely no blaming. So for example, if I am choosing as my difficult part of my morning, my tendency to snooze the alarm all morning, I need to think about why. It's not just about blaming having roommates or a work project or family that kept me up late and then yada yada, too sleepy to have any sort of willpower. Okay, well, let's work backwards and I might identify along the way, okay, if I'm not having enough willpower, did I have a clear plan in place? You know, because I'm pretty sure if I had to get up to go to the airport to go to Hawaii, I probably would have gotten up, right? How about did I have earplugs or headphones to enable myself to get to sleep when it's noisy? Was I able to do a little something different before bed that would enable me to be able to fall asleep quicker and to break the cycle that I'm currently in. So go like that and we won't go you know too far down into the rabbit hole of that but look and start to be aware of these possible barriers to entry and once you are aware of them you know you can begin to break them down but most importantly you're just going to be able to see what you're up against. And so from there, what I want us to focus on now, and I promise we're going to wrap this up soon, but we're going to talk about just finding your go point. And I think that this is absolutely key. If you get one thing that you're going to take away from all of this, this is a great one. 
that you can absolutely use to your advantage, you know, starting tomorrow. Essentially, your go point is your best friend because it can literally never be defeated by any obstacle, real or imagined. And, you know, getting up to go to the gym or to do something like roll out your yoga mat on the floor at home, all of that stuff can feel like a huge step because we are thinking about what's going to happen for that entire hour. And we think that we're going to be fighting ourselves for that that entire hour in the same way that we have to fight ourselves to get out of bed or up off of the couch. And that is just not the case, you know? It is absolutely understandable how it can feel like too much, but that internal battle to practice or not to practice, to get up or not to get up, is so much shorter lived than we think. It is only a matter of minutes or seconds sometimes that we have to fight or push ourselves. And afterwards, the the momentum, it, it just takes over. So your go point is going to be the point at which you are going to do the thing. So if we're talking about getting up, this is maybe the point that you sit up. Maybe it's the point that you shut off your alarm. Maybe it's the point that you put two feet on the floor. We're all super different. So if we're talking about going to the gym, it might be the moment that you pack your stuff or you put on your shoes because at that point, I mean, you're basically out the door and you can't be stopped. You're going to go. Think about this for a moment and determine what your go point is for this place of difficulty that you have identified. You can actually just think about a couple possible go points. You might have one that really clearly comes to mind. And just to go back to using getting up out of bed as an example, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really know too many people if if your alarm went off and you swung your feet up out of bed and, and just stood up. Are you going to get back in or are you probably going to get up and go about your business? I don't know. You have to see. Maybe you have to get up out of bed and run down the hallway. (laughs) I don't know. You, You are the only one that knows your go point, but know that you do have one. And that fact should give you peace. (laughs) You know, you can actually have uh, go points that are hidden in the day before even in the preparation and the planning. So think about how you can get yourself to these go points more easily. How can you set yourself up to overcome your barriers and just get to your go point? That's all you have to do. You don't need to fight yourself for that entire time that you're devoting to your morning ritual. So as promised, I think as we're talking about snoozing, I wanted to give my one go-to tip and I want you all to know that I'm 100% human too. I also snooze. Snoozing is a part of life. Sometimes you got to do it, but not having a snoozing rule might be definitely one of the biggest parts of your barriers to getting up. It's super, super simple, but it's also super effective and it goes like this. You decide the night before how many snoozes you're going to be allowed. You are in control here. It's your life. (laughs) It's your game. It's your call. You are the master. Um, Is it just one? Is it just one snooze? So you enjoy those lovely moments of in between sleep and waking. Or is it none? Is it your alarm goes off and boom, you're going to swing your feet out of bed, put your 
feet on the ground, think of something you're thankful for, whatever works for you, and game over. Just like that, you're up. You have the power, I swear to you. And remember that choosing not to choose is also a choice. So you might as well make a conscious choice the evening before when you don't have morning brain and see how that goes for you. All right. So to wrap this all up, I want to give one little challenge for you. And if you're listening to this, it's that why don't you just start this tomorrow? You know, you have it all planned out. It's either in writing or it's in your head. And no one is really going to force you to do it tomorrow. But what would happen if you just did jump right on in? And let's say that this is just for one day, not the rest of the week. Just commit to doing this once. And if you hate it, you don't ever have to do it again. Okay? It's time for a small victory. Let's say at least 25 minutes earlier than you normally get up. And it needs to be this amount of time minimum because it needs to be enough time to actually make a difference. And if you don't feel like it's going to make a difference or an impact, your brain isn't going to push you to do it. You're not going to think it's worth it. Sometimes momentum takes a bit of time. And you might think that you don't have any momentum or you don't have any reason to trust that you're going to follow through on what you want to do. But there is always an ounce of momentum that can be found. So if you were thinking, this is just not for me, I am just not a morning person, please remember that people are not one way. You are not one way. You are a reflection of the state that you are in, just like I am. You know, you can train yourself to go into different states. It's like literally training a muscle. And so when you're asking yourself how do i start to train myself it's just creating this one ounce of momentum it's setting your mind to do something and getting up to do it 10 push-ups right now clean the kitchen i don't know or is that just me i need to do that right after this (laughs) promise i'll get on it anyways it doesn't matter how silly you think it sounds just exercise your willpower and what i've been hearing from the 6am club over and over again is that the hardest part is starting it's a need for inspiration to start and so how can you then go ahead and start and create this ounce of momentum in your morning you can choose something super, super simple. So if all of this is just feeling really overwhelming for you and you're like, you know what, I don't know if I can adjust my schedule in the morning. I don't think I should be waking up earlier. I'm going to be sleep deprived. I don't know what's going on in your life. But choose just a modification then to what you're doing in the morning, something that could take you five minutes or less so that you have absolutely no excuse not to do it. You know, I'm thinking like, is it refusing the phone urge the first moment when you wake up? Maybe just sitting and doing nothing besides contemplating and and drinking your tea or having your breakfast instead of scrolling. Is it maybe just doing some cat and cows real quick after you get up out of bed, rolling your neck and stretching your back so that you can start your day flowing a bit more? Maybe it's just some other random thing that's been in the back of your mind that you could actually squeeze in instead of doing something else that you know might not be the most beneficial for you. So it could just be a simplification of a big agenda that you've been trying to do, but it's just feeling too chaotic. So 
think about that now and just ask yourself where could you create this ounce of momentum in the morning tomorrow where, where could you create that just tomorrow and so it takes a bit of faith and a bit of patience to work up to our miracle morning right and so think about just for a moment a couple of reasons why you do have faith in yourself i think a lot of times we are so self-critical and we just stack up the reasons why you know we've let ourselves down but dig deep there's definitely reasons that you should have faith in yourself and the fact that you're listening to a self-improvement podcast is one of them because some people will absolutely turn their nose up at this and not want anything to do with it so there's one right there you only need four more and in addition to those once you come up with reasons why you have faith in yourself the very last thing i will ask you to do in this podcast today i promise is five reasons why you have faith in the universe or faith in the flow of things what has gone surprisingly well for you there's got to be a couple of these too even if they're just small things maybe it's that the batch of cookies that you baked turned out surprisingly well or maybe it's that you started practicing yoga earlier this year and you still occasionally get on your mat or you're still interested in it take a moment there to consider why do you have faith in yourself and why do you have faith in the universe all right that will be your send-off i hope that this all leaves you with a bit more clarity and direction on how to transform your mornings as always i'm available on instagram you can reach out to me at shauna crew and we can chat about mornings or about anything else that you wish um all the love and all the power to you i'll see you in the next episode ciao ciao